So good morning, everyone. I have just said that I am feeling a little bit chilly, and the place I feel chilly immediately before anything else is, is here. I almost went to pop my hat back on my head. <laughs> if you don't know me, my name, is, my name is Paul. I have the privilege of leading the team that oversees New Life Community Church. So if you're a visitor this morning, it's great to have you here. I wanted to read uh, this well-known lyric, just afresh. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. You probably know this, but these are the words of John Newton. He was an Englishman and an African slave trader, a guy who truly realized that he was a man who was lost. And upon discovering the riches of life in Christ, Jesus abandoned his previous life and pursued living in light of the mercy and freedom he had been given by God. So we have been looking at historical accounts in the Bible where people have taken steps of faith either to find out who God is for themselves or as part of their ongoing relationship with God. And I want to encourage you all That all this evidence suggests that as you take small steps of faith, God has and already is stepping further on your behalf. And all of these historical accounts that we're looking at through the scriptures invite you to do the same thing. To step out in faith, discover who God is, and see what happens. Well, I want to show of hands on this one, okay? How many of us in our lifetime have climbed a tree? That's good. Now let me ask you another question. What was your purpose for climbing that tree? I'll take shout outs, by the way. What was the the purpose for you climbing that tree? To get to the top, Gordon? I don't want anyone to say, to look into my neighbor's window. Let's share that information. Anyone else? Got anything better than that? Pinch the apples. <laughs> I realized when I was younger, actually, we used to climb this really big tree that would, not because I wanted to peer into another person's garden, but if you swung it wildly from the top, you could bend it into someone else's garden, pretty much. I realized on reflection how dangerous that was, but at the time it was quite fun. So yeah, I've climbed many trees in my life for various reasons. Sam, I hear you're a tree climber as well for various reasons, whether it was to build a tree house or let fly on a rope swing. And I did that, actually, that one ended up in hospital. I even climbed a tree once to impress a girl. And that must have worked because I've now been married to that girl for nearly 22 years. I love the story that we're going to look at in the Bible because it's not a complicated story. It's a simple but significant historical account. We are going to look at a guy called Zacchaeus. And you can find the story about Zacchaeus in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. So if you have your Bible, we're going to turn to Luke, chapter 19. We're going to take the opportunity to read God's Word together and hopefully discover a little more of how this simple story is ever so significant. 
So about three quarters of the way through the scriptures, you will find Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So it's Luke chapter 19, and we're going to read verses 1 through to 10. So he, which is Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up to him and said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your word. I thank you that it's living and active and sharp and able to cut through, really, all the mess and get to the heart of the matter. So I pray that it will do that today with us. Father, that we will be changed and transformed, go out of here equipped with your living word by the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Zacchaeus had a purpose for climbing the tree. No, it wasn't to build a treehouse or to impress girls, but he climbed a tree to catch sight of a guy called Jesus. He needed to see Jesus for himself. But like me, and probably a few others in this room, you won't mind me saying it, you know, he wasn't <clears throat> gifted in the height department. Okay. And as Jesus was passing through the city on his way to Jerusalem, sees of crowds gathered around Jesus so that Zacchaeus was going to need a good vantage point if he was going to see him. Now, as a short person myself, it can be a bit infuriating not to have that height advantage. I know there are other things that I can do well, like play stuck in the mud. Uh, I can also squeeze myself into a washing machine. But when I need that little bit extra, like in this, (laughs) you know, like in the cinema, when you've chosen your optimum viewing experience, chosen the seats, and you sat down, you're nice and settled, the film starts, and then suddenly there's a rustle of chairs, and some guy who's like three inches, four inches taller than you sits right in front. That's a little bit frustrating. I remember once standing on the baby step in the bathroom just because I was curious about what it felt like to be a tall person washing their hands. Now, we don't have a great deal of information about Zacchaeus, but this is what we do now. So clearly, he's a short guy. We've covered that one. That's the reason why he needs to climb the tree, see Jesus over the crowds. He was a tax collector. Now, 
This means if this was a pantomime, he would be booed at this very moment. You'd hear the word Zacchaeus and they'd go, boo. Zacchaeus would not be getting the popular vote. He was a Jewish man living in a Jewish city which had been taken over by the Roman Empire. And in order for local Jews to continue going about their business, they would be needing to pay a tax, a regular sum of money to the Roman authorities. Now, Zacchaeus was a collector of that money, but not only that, he was the chief, meaning he probably managed the other tax collectors in the area. And it's likely that he probably collected a little bit more money than he should have to fill his own pockets. So Zacchaeus was a rich man, a wealth that was likely accumulated by the exploitation of his own people. And verse 7 tells us that the community, the people that he was a part of, had labeled him a sinner. So thirdly, and probably the most important thing, is that the guy was seeking Jesus. Now, I remember being a heck of a lot younger when I used to climb trees. But here between wealth accumulated and the job responsibility Zacchaeus had, I'm imagining this guy to be more likely to be in his 40s, which makes me think a little bit differently about a short guy in his 40s attempting to climb a tree. You know, if that was me now, climbing a tree is just going to look a little bit more awkward than it used to. You've got to be pretty determined to make that happen. So it's here that we're going to pause because the scripture tells us in verse 3 that Zacchaeus was seeking to see who Jesus was. Now the Greek word used here for seeking is zetio. And zetio, zetio means that you have resolved to get to the bottom of the matter. You have decided to research, inquire, and understand the subject. In Zacchaeus' case, the subject under investigation was Jesus. He wanted to thoroughly know who Jesus was. And I think that's an important point for anyone here who's ex, you know, exploring Christianity. Stepping out in faith is not reduced to a process that requires no thought or exploration or investigation. In fact, Jesus himself encourages you, seek and you will find. So that should be an encouragement to anyone who wants to explore the Christian faith. Dig deep, resolve to explore thoroughly who Jesus is, and you will find answers. In addition, hopefully that should be an encouragement to all of us here as a church family those guys who are called followers of Jesus and called to be witnesses of Jesus. We have family, neighbors, and a community around us here in Wimborne who have yet to discover the hope that we have in Christ. And my encouragement to you is that to be a witness, to be light in dark places, and to bring hope doesn't have to be a complicated thing. At its heart, witnessing is simply pointing people towards Jesus and being willing to help them in their journey. Zacchaeus wanted to thoroughly know who Jesus was. Now, if that wasn't enough to set you on a mission to climb some trees, let's look at the behavior of Jesus and start to get a bigger picture 
of how God works in this situation. In verse 5, it tells us that Zacchaeus, that as Zacchaeus is seeking, Jesus is making his way to him, which helps us understand that there is, there is nothing hidden here about Jesus. When you look to investigate who he is, he doesn't run away, worried that you're going to suddenly expose him for who or what he really is. No, in fact, his attitude is actually quite the opposite. As you seek him, he comes to you. He makes himself known to you with an attitude of, here I am, this is me. Now, what might have come as a shock to Zacchaeus was not only did Jesus approach him, but more than that, Zacchaeus discovers that Jesus knows him. Jesus stops. He looks up and he calls Zacchaeus by name. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. This is the truth of stepping out and seeking Jesus. The truth that you will discover that God knows you. He knows your name. The creator knows his creation through and through. And more than that, he is calling you to come to him that he may come and be with you. To the local people, it would have been a shameful thing to hang out with people like Zacchaeus. But there was nothing shameful about this to Jesus. There is nothing about you that is going to stop Jesus from hanging out with you. And this is good news to Zacchaeus, who gets down from the tree and with joy receives Jesus into his own home. This, this moment has a profound impact on Zacchaeus and his conscience. It causes a huge U-turn in his life. It moves him to right any wrongs he made in the past with his tax collecting. More than that, he takes half of all that he owns and he commits to giving it to the poor. The revelation for Zacchaeus is that his value is no longer found in the wealth that he has accumulated, but his value is found in Jesus knowing his name and unashamedly spending time with him. I don't think, I don't think I've ever met a Christian who hasn't had their conscience stirred as a result of meeting with Jesus. It will move you, it did me, to order your life in reflection of the new freedom and joy experienced in Christ. It is, I say, it's not a done deal with me yet. God is still moving me, still stirring my conscience, still changing and transforming my life. But the reality is, I was once lost but now I am found. Which leaves us looking really at the behavior of Jesus that we see in the last section of the story. So in verse 10, Jesus says to Zacchaeus, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And this is the final revelation for all those seeking Jesus and responding to his call. God has been seeking them. God has been seeking you. God sought you out in your Christian life. 
It is the paradox of choice and predestination. It's the door in front of you labeled choose. The door that you can easily walk away from, but when you do walk through that on the other side, you discover that there is another sign. And on it is written another word that says chosen. Here in the mystery is the reality, knowing that as much as you have chosen God, God has chosen you. That as much as your heart has been set on seeking him, he equally, if not more, has been seeking you. But of course, you don't fully know that until you walk through the door, until like Zacchaeus, you respond to his call to come down from the tree. When you have chosen, that's when you know that God has chosen you. And so I guess my first encouragement from what we've just talked about is to go and seek. If you feel a bit like Zacchaeus especially, and if you want to find out, you want to find out, investigate this God, go do that. Just go do that. The Bible encourages it. Jesus himself encourages that and even promises that as you seek, you will find answers. There is lots of ways you can do that. You don't have to climb a tree. Grab a Bible. We have some free ones to give away. (laughs) Grab a friend who is a Christian. Ask them lots of questions. I'm, I'm stitching all you questions up right now. Be prepared to have questions. Ask your Christian friends why Jesus is so significant to them. Find a local church family. Journey with them. Spend some time with them. Learn with them. Check out Alpha. Alpha is a great way to explore who Jesus is with a load of other guys who are doing the same. Also, start praying. Praying is just a conversation between you and God. Just ask Jesus to help you find out more about him. Okay, so that's some encouragement to the Zacchaeus-like characters. Now, church family, particularly you guys here in Wimborne, you have researched, you have investigated, you have accepted the invitation of Jesus' call upon your life. Now your goal mindset should not be that of seeking but of abiding. There's a whole chapter devoted to it in John 15. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Abide in him as he abides in you. To do this is to discover the treasures of who God is whilst God reveals to you the treasure that you are to him. This is more than a commitment. It's a desire which comes with a promise from God that as you do this, you will bear much fruit in life. Trusting in Jesus means the things that you value in life will change. Your priorities will change. But they will change to reflect the newfound freedom you have in Jesus Christ. The same Jesus of this story who unashamedly calls you to himself, that you may, like Zacchaeus, joyfully receive him. And my encouragement to you is to be like Jesus. Go and unashamedly meet with all those who are seeking to discover who Jesus is. 
being careful to avoid the temptation to join in with the crowd. Jesus, when looking at people, was always looking beyond what he saw in front of him. So with wisdom, try to look beyond a reputation that a person may have gained for themselves. Look beyond to the person that God loves and gave his life for. And be devoted to help them in their journey. Okay, and just a, a, a note on digging a little bit deeper then. So if you, if you look at chapters 18 and 19 of Luke's Gospel, you will find two stories actually. Two stories on rich rulers drawn closely together. Okay, so one of them is about a rich ruler who was extremely wealthy and to top it off, a quote-unquote good man. Okay, the other follows the story of Zacchaeus, a wealthy ruler who in the eyes of the local was a bad man. Sandwiched between these two stories is the statement that Jesus makes about salvation. And the disciples are perplexed when they view the rich ruler as this Mary Poppins type character, practically perfect in every way, and yet this is not enough to enter the kingdom of God. And so they say, if this guy can't do it with all his money and all his commitment to obey God's law, then who can? Jesus addresses this by practically saying, you're missing the point. It doesn't matter how much a man or woman tries through their efforts and behavior or even riches to extend their life beyond this into the next. That's not how it works. You need to realize that the extension of this life, eternal life with God, is not dependent upon your efforts, but through your realization of your need for him. Jesus alone is the one who can make this happen. This is God's grace to all who choose to believe in him, rich or poor, good or bad. Even if you were a deceptive tax collector, if you suddenly realized your need for God and sought him out with all your heart, God is able to grant you what man cannot give. As a study focus, that's my encouragement to you. Throughout the week, check out how Luke intentionally pulls these stories together. These are good examples to discover how the order of Scripture is well thought through, alongside the important subjects such as works and grace. And to finish, did you know that Zacchaeus' name in Hebrew means pure or righteous? The reality that in practice, he was about as far removed from that meaning in his role and behavior. But God saw beyond the name that Zacchaeus had made for himself. And when he called him down from that tree, began to restore to him the name that had been spoken over him from the beginning of his life. A new birth had begun. How difficult it is for those who have wealth, this is Luke 18, to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, 
then who can be saved? But he said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I invite the worship team to come up, please. And should we stand together? We, uh, we can take a moment just to bow our heads a moment and genuinely just take a moment to stir our hearts before God. As the guys just begin to uh, lead us in worship, I felt, you know, just... Um, in preparation this morning actually just over three areas church family I would like you to respond in three ways over seeking Jesus over abiding in Jesus and over witnessing the Jesus and the reason why we bow we're bowing our heads at this moment of time is because I want to stir your hearts to respond in faith. Zacchaeus got up on the tree to get over the crowds. He was intentional about doing something about reaching out for Jesus. And I want to give the opportunity for us, for whoever's in this room really, wherever they're at in their walk with God, to intentionally take a step of faith. And we're going to do that by raising our hands. And I just want to say, if you were in that position like Zacchaeus, you feel like there's something about Jesus you need to explore and, th- and thoroughly investigate for yourself, then I would like you to take some opportunity when everyone's heads are bowed to raise your hand and I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to pray for you. You're seeking Jesus like this man. Then I would like to pray with you, pray for you. So if that's you, why don't you raise your hand now, take that step of faith now. So, Lord God, we just want to thank you as we step out in faith. I want to thank you for the truth that as we are seeking you, you are equally pursuing us. I don't want to pray for those who raise their hands now. Lord God, that you would meet with them in a powerful and tangible way and go about the business of revealing yourself. Also, I want to pray, Father, stir up a passion within their hearts like Zacchaeus that is despite the opposition, despite what feels like obstacles in front of them, they will go all out 
to thoroughly investigate you for themselves. And I pray for this church family that we would help in that process, that we would be of benefit, of service, joyfully giving ourselves to helping people in that journey of seeking Jesus. So may God impart to you this morning a, a revelation and a passion to go and find out about him for yourself. And I pray that, that that understanding, even now, there would be a sense of, look, you're seeking him, but when you've crossed through that door, you also know that God is, you're choosing him and God is cho- has chosen you. Secondly, I want to invite those who feel stirred, really, and I think that, you know, there probably be a heck of a lot of us in this category about abiding in Jesus that we may bear fruit. Abiding in Jesus that we may, may bear fruit. A lot has happened through these last couple of years. A lot of distractions may have crept in place, but it's something wonderful and simple about just abiding in Him. Just stilling ourselves. When you're walking I don't know, by, by a river or in the countryside, on the beach. There's something wonderful about the privilege of recognizing that you're not traveling alone, that God is with you. And these are moments where you can, all over afresh, put your trust in Him. That you may bear fruit for Him in your lives. If that's you, you want to abide in Him, we're going to raise your hand now. And we're going to, I'm going to pray for you guys as you feel particularly stirred about abiding in Jesus and I'm going to pray Lord God would you just pour out your spirit and stir up a passion in our hearts to walk with you as servant to king as brother or sister to brother as friend to friend I pray that we renew in us Lord a passion to abide in you as you in us. That, Lord God, we may bear much fruit in our personal lives for you. And so in that, I want to pray for us all, Lord, that we would be great witnesses for you. As we disperse from here and we go from neighbor to neighbor into our communities, to our work colleagues, Lord God, as we put our our hopes in you, as we seek to have personal relationship with you, as we walk with you, Lord, I pray that we would bear fruit for you, that we may be, be witnesses for you. Light in the darkness, hope in the challenge and the trial, not because of us personally, but because of the hope that we have in you. And so, God, would you go before us in might and in power that we may simply point people to you and help them in their journey. And so I give that and we come back to you now into a place of worship to bring honor and glory to your name. Stir up a passion in our hearts for you afresh again. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.